Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. Alrighty, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. Today I am joined by the amazing Georgia who is an incredible coach, podcast manager and she runs her own podcast, the Grow To You Glow podcast, which I'm such a big fan of. And today we're going to be talking about all things podcasts essentially whether it's you know something that you have been thinking about as a 2023 goal for yourself and your business in terms of creating your own podcast or if it's just been something sort of on your mind and you would have no idea where to start we're going to be talking all about the nitty-gritties of creating and managing um, a podcast and all that comes with it in terms of creating and fostering a community. But before we do, I would love for Georgia to introduce herself. Tell us a bit about yourself, your journey as a person, a coach, a podcaster. Take it away. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Tara. I'm so excited to be here. Um well, <laughs> where do I begin? Um, <laughs> I started off as a personal trainer and studying a degree in nutrition. Um, and so that's where my coaching background comes from. So I've been in many gyms coaching in person. Um, and as of late, I've transferred that into an online business um, where I do health and mindset consultations. So focusing on not just finding fitness and all of that kind of stuff, but focusing on the holistic side of things too. I'm really big on mental health. So that's a lot of the work that I um, do and helping women find their version of healthy. Um, that's super sustainable, super balanced. Um, and that helps them improve their mental health and doesn't kind of um, tarnish it, I guess, um, because I do have quite an extensive background in Tara, you know this, but, um, you know, in dealing with over-exercising, under-eating, dealing with burnout, um, lots of mental health issues. Um, and that kind of just led me on this journey of finding holistic health. So I partnered that with, um, my degree in nutrition and all of the experience in PTing, um, to really just create a community where I can help women find their version of healthy. And it's been absolutely amazing. Um, like you said, I also have a podcast. So when I um, was kind of recovering from my toxic relationships with health and fitness, I started sharing a little bit about my journey. I started a new Instagram because I didn't want anyone from my old account um, that I started when I was like 12 um, to kind of, yeah, have to listen to me talk about it and share that kind of story. So I started a brand new Instagram and I got so many comments of women kind of going through the same thing, which just encouraged me to share more about it and what I was doing um, and how kind of my mental health was going. I would share like going on nature walks and how I wasn't exercising very much and just kind of doing all the things to make myself feel good. That was the main goal of the account. Um, and yeah, as I started doing that, it developed into me wanting to start a podcast to be able to share my experiences, but also like um, all of the knowledge that I had, like I said, from my degree um, and from being a PT, because there's so much as part of the fitness industry that can really help your mental health, but it can also really affect your mental health in some negative ways. So I just wanted to shed some light onto that um, as kind of a professional in that area, just to, yeah, shed some light and help women kind of wrap their head around what is going on. Um, and like I said, just sharing everything that makes me feel good and the mindset tools that I have that can just help in some way. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I do day to day. And, um, that led me into podcast management as well. So it's, it's been a journey, but an absolutely beautiful one. I love it. 
It's been such an incredible journey, even um, as someone who has watched that journey as well, because we met in person at a retreat, a business retreat. When was it? Was it 2020 or 2021? Oh, it, it was, was 2020. Long, yeah, I think it was 2020. It was such a yeah. long time ago now. I know, which is, yeah, been so crazy because I think at that point you were still studying mm-hmm. um, and you were doing you were coaching as well, I think, um, yeah. but you hadn't started the podcast yet. No, I hadn't started anything. I met you at that business retreat and I was really just there like, cause I knew that I wanted to do something bigger with my life. Mm. I wanted to like create a community, um, and do my own thing, but I just had no idea what it looked like. So I just like signed up and I was yeah. so inspired by you. Um, because yeah, you, you had your shit together way more than me. (laughs) I definitely didn't, but I think that's the way that like just life is in general, as we Mm -hmm. all think that people have their shit together and none of us really do. (laughs) But yeah, because I remember too, you hadn't even started your new Instagram yet, because I remember there was this whole conversation about like with the mentor that we did the retreat with about whether it was better to use your personal account Mm -hmm. to sort of transition and into making that a business account, or whether it was better to create your own one and create your own brand from there. And also like, personal branding versus like having an external sort of business or company structure with a different name to yours so that you could have some degree of separation as well. And then mm-hmm. how long after that retreat do you think that you sort of created the Instagram and really started everything in terms of a timeline? Yeah. So after that retreat at the start of 2020, I believe it was, or yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I was working at, um, a group fitness gym at the time and I got really, really burnt out. Um, and that really, um, spiked my mental health issues. I had a history of mental health issues in the past, particularly with anxiety and depression. Um, and it set it off hardcore. Um, and I pretty much spent six months not leaving my apartment. Um, so after about six months of letting myself just feel everything I needed to feel and completely just give my body like the rest that it obviously needed. Um, I started to get to the point where I was like, you know what, I think I'm ready to start kind of finding what I'm interested in again. And just, I, I really just like had this whole epiphany that I had been living my life doing things that I thought I should be doing, but I actually didn't enjoy whatsoever. So like Mm -hmm. smashing myself in the gym every single day, constantly forcing myself out of bed and like, you know, yeah, just doing all of those things. I thought that I really loved it, but I didn't. And so I kind of got to that end of that six months and I was ready. My body was ready to start trying new things. And so I, I really just started doing little things. I had a mentor say to me, just start figuring out what feels good to you. And like with no expectations, if you have like a lemon water and you feel amazing after it, just write that down. And it doesn't matter if you are still like super down, super sad, but if it just kind of gives you one second of a little bit of joy, then write it down. And so that's what I did. I started like getting out in nature more and all of that kind of stuff. And so I started the Instagram um, at that end of that six months. And it kind of coincided with a new year. I think it was coming into 2021. Um, and so I started sharing a little bit more about it, um, and what I was doing and just the little things that were making me happy. And yeah, so it all kind of just unfolded from there. And at what point did you start the Grow Grow Till You Glow podcast in that timeline? It was a couple of months after that. So do you know what? I think I think we're actually a year before this. I'm trying to think if it was 21, 2021 or 2020 that we met, but it was at the start of 2021 that I started, no, sorry, 2022 that I started the podcast. Yeah. Um, this, <laughs> this year's gone so quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> 2022 was when I started the podcast. So after a few months of me sharing on Instagram and I started hearing so much feedback about 
women just like wanting to know what I was kind of doing and like reaching out to me about their mental health journeys. I was like, okay, I want to make a platform where I can explain all of this and have like a long form version of communication because on Instagram stories and stuff like that, it's really hard to get people to know your journey and like know the full story kind of thing. Yeah. So I wanted that long version um, at that like kind of long form platform where I could just sit there and like tell them everything and just become best friends with these women and just like let them know that they weren't alone. So um, that's when I started the podcast at the start of 2022 um, and been at it ever since, weekly episodes ever since. I know. And you've been incredible when it comes to consistency with the podcast, which we'll talk about um, a little bit later in terms of the importance of that, because you really Mm -hmm. have done an episode every single week (laughs) for like over a year, which is just incredible, especially with all of the other things that you've got going on Mm -hmm. um, in terms of work and life and everything like that. And yeah, committing to minimum one episode a week, um has just been so great it's I always say that it's like my Friday morning ritual when I'm driving to work (laughs) is like putting on the Grow to You Glow podcast driving to work feeling inspired um but I think like that probably leads us on to I suppose the the vision and, and the inspiration for the podcast you touched on in terms of having women reaching out to you and engaging with the stuff that you were doing on Instagram and saying that, you know, they they wanted to feel seen and heard. And then your podcast, um, I know even like from my own experience, definitely gives that greater level of sort of connection and, and inspiration um, for, for the audience who are either going through the same thing or want to learn about certain things or you know, just want to feel motivated and inspired. And the podcast definitely covers, you know, so many different things, whether it's, you know, entrepreneurship, manifesting health, you know, whether that be physical or mental health, how to balance the two, like all of that sort of stuff. Did you have um, a vision for Grow To You Glow? How did the name come about? Mm -hmm. So the name came from um, basically just the journey that I was going on. So I wanted to, honestly, I just wanted to glow in some way. I just, I was going through like years of just constantly not feeling like like myself. And I just wanted to find that version of me that just literally just did things because she absolutely loved to do them and that she would wake up every single day and not even be happy every single day because that's an unrealistic expectation. But um, to just kind of love her life and like vibe with her life, no matter what was going on. Um, and basically what I was doing was I was just learning everything that I could from the mindset side of things. Um, so growing and, and learning, um, until I glowed. So that's literally where the name came from. Very, very simple. Um, but I think the second part of that question was like the vision of it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 So the, I honestly didn't have too much of like an overall vision because I had no idea where it would lead me. Um, but I just wanted to create a platform where I could sh- share so like vulnerably and that the people that wanted to listen to my story would be able to listen to it um, and, and kind of learn from me and all of that kind of stuff. What it looks like now is that you can really go to my podcast and if you want to be coached by me or, um, you know, like I said, have consults with me, you can literally scroll through my podcast library and see all of the things that I'm about. And the main thing that I'm like very much about is holistic health, just kind of having like you said, there's mindset stuff in there, there's spiritual stuff in there, there's fitness, there's nutrition. Like I just wanted it to be a space where we could talk about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of it kind of just comes back to how I'm integrating it and how I teach it and all of that kind of stuff. So it's really just like a portfolio of me, my teachings, how I coach, all of the things basically. 
Yeah, amazing. And I think um, I did an episode last week with Olivia Rose and we were talking about vulnerability um, leading to connection when it comes Mm -hmm. to, you know, coaching and creating a connection with your audience and with your clients. And I think podcasting, as you've said, is such an amazing way to do that because you have more time to really sort of get into the nitty gritty and you have more space for people to get to know you and not mm-hmm. only know sort of what you're about and build up that portfolio with all of the different topics that you choose to talk about, but you have more of a space to let your personality shine as well. And also to be a little bit more vulnerable because first of all, you can't necessarily see like, obviously, yes, you can see how many people are listening to it, but you don't necessarily have like the the story views of which exact yeah. person is watching it. So it makes it easier not to necessarily like overthink and often you're like in your you know room or office or whatever sort of talking to yourself so you do feel like you have a bit more freedom to open up and I think that does wonders for creating you know a sense of integrity and authenticity for your audience and they're then able to connect with you on a deeper level as well and trust you and sort of know what you're about Mm -hmm. which I think is such a powerful you know, consequence of podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. It You're really just creating a relationship with your audience and the, over the weeks, it doesn't seem like much, but they're getting to know you. Like you said, they start mm-hmm. to pick up on your personality, which you don't get from a social media post or even a couple of stories here and there um, because they are getting inside your brain. And yeah. The thing that I love about it is in a world where we like the hate that goes around on TikTok, on Instagram, as soon as you share something. And I know that a lot of coaches would listen to this podcast. It can be really scary, but I see a podcast being like a safe space because Mm. no, no hater is going to sit down and listen to a 30 minute to an hour episode of yours. They won't do it. So it's, it's really just as chance for you. Like you said, you create a safe space from your home or from a studio where you can record, but it also on the platform itself is such a nice place because it's just the people that want to be there and that value your opinions and all of those kinds of things. So yeah, it's a really special platform. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, So once you decided that you wanted to start a podcast and you had the name and everything like that, what was the first step in terms of taking action for creating it? Mm -hmm. So my first step was to find someone that had done it before me Mm -hmm. um, and, and pick their brain and kind of learn from them. So I was really lucky at the time I um, was learning from a mentor and she has an amazing podcast and I started learning from her. Um, I did one of her programs um, and inside the program, she taught everything kind of that we needed to know. It was um, a coaching, like a coaching business program. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really uses podcasting to leverage her clientele um, and and build that trust with her audience. So she sees it as a really important part of um, a business, which I absolutely agree. Having done it now, I totally agree with that. Um, and so I just learned everything that she could kind of give to me and and try to just simplify it as much as possible because yeah. it can be really hard. It's not as if you're downloading an Instagram account and it's just there. Yeah. Um, there's a bit more of a setup process that goes to it um, and it's a little bit of a commitment. So um, yeah, it was kind of just getting help, asking for help and and just learning. That was my first step. Um, and because she gave it to me in such a simple way, it was, yeah, I, it was just a no-brainer. I was like, I have to do it now. So who was that coach and what was the program that you did? Yeah, so it was um, Samantha Daly. She is on Instagram. She does a um, business coaching program called, um, what is it? It's Abundant and Ambitious. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's about a 12 week program 
for women wanting to start a coaching business, um, which is where I started in, in terms of business coaching to just kind of figure out how you do all those things. She's very strategic in the way that she does, um, the, like, um, communicating all of the backend stuff. It's Mm. very much, um, logistical and she kind of takes you through step-by-step all of the things that you never learn to run a business. When you think that you have the idea that you want to share something, you're like, how do I do it? Um, and I invested in that because it was important to me that I didn't just sit on this idea forever because you absolutely can go, okay, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to like figure out how to do it myself. You absolutely can do that, but it might take months instead of, you know, just a couple of hours talking to someone and and kind of telling you the steps. So it really just cuts down on that time of umming and ahhing and also the time that you could be spending on that podcast creating connections, building trust and like, and converting that to sales in the long term. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And I love the point that you made about, you know, the first sort of step once you had this idea was talk to someone who's done it before. Um, And I love that it sounds like Samantha Daly um, does so much of the logistical side of things. I think Mm. often with business mentoring and stuff these days in particular, there's a lot of sort of you know, talks of energetics and and whatnot in and around business, which is amazing. Um, but sometimes you actually just need like, you no, know, but how do I like physically do it? Like how 100%. do I tactically, like what website platform or whatever do I need to use? You know, what microphone do I need to buy? All of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just helpful to, you know, tap into someone else's experience and someone who's done it successfully you know you can learn from their lessons as well like what they did what they feel like they did right what they feel like they would do differently next time and as you said it it allows you to cut down on so much of that in between time trying to just like figure it all out for yourself especially when you've got the opportunity to do so absolutely yeah like you said I, I love all the energetics I love kind of that mindset piece, but there is a stage that you get in business where you do just need the, the answer of (laughs) a really simple question. Um, and so I learned a lot from her coaching. She's absolutely amazing. I use that a lot in my own coaching, combining that kind of spiritual, um, mindset side with tangible things that you can do to actually like move forward in your life, whether it's in business or just in health in general. um, I think it's really important. Yeah. And even that shines through in your podcast as well, because if you look at the episodes in terms of the way that they're even structured, you know, the, the first part might start as a discussion around those kind of things like energetic and like the bigger picture and the mindset piece, but then you always finish with actual tactical tools that people can start implementing like right now Mm -hmm. to get them closer to, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever you're talking about in the episode. So that, you know, definitely shines through in terms of, you know, the people that you connected with before and the mentorship, you know, opportunities that you've had previously and then how that, you know, comes together in terms of your own coaching and everything like that. I would love to talk about, I suppose, we figured out what you needed. Actually, let's go into a deeper dive. Like let's go into some of those, I suppose, like tactical pieces in terms of what is needed to actually start a podcast, like Mm -hmm. microphones, hosting platforms, like where where do you begin? So the main thing to begin because i know it is a really um a big question is trying to figure out like the the vibe i'm yeah. like holding up like bunny yeah. ears the vibe of the whole show yeah. so what we did um and what i do for my clients is i give them a workbook Mm-hmm. with lots of questions in it to kind of get into their head of like, who's their target audience? What do they envision for the show? Um, and all of those kinds of questions, like the name of the show, what you think the colors and stuff like that will look like, all of that is really important, but it's something that I do straight away and I put a time frame on it because 
if you run a business, you'll know nothing's ever perfect and you end up hating what you've done two weeks later. You're like, I'm sick of this. I could just change it. Like all of those kinds of things. And we're, we're so particular about how we do it in business. But the most important thing is just kind of getting the reason, the why behind why you wanted to start a podcast out on paper so that you can start putting in those, those little things like the target audience. And these are really simple questions that you know in your heart, like the reason why and who you want to share to, mm. um, just getting them out on paper so that you can start to put your vision into like a tangible thing. Um, and making cover art and naming the show and stuff like that, both two important steps, but it's something that you could get stuck on for months and months and months. Yeah. So as once I found the name of the show that I wanted, I did a quick search on the podcasting platforms, the main ones like Spotify and Apple, and just saw if anyone else had that name. No one did. So I was like, okay, that's it. Like that felt good. I'm just going to leave it there. I know that I could brainstorm for 10 more hours, but I'm not going to. Um, I did up a cover art and I absolutely loved it at the time. But if you have like if you see it compared to my cover art now it's completely different yeah um the photo was blurry that I used back in the day but (laughs) the point is is just getting started like it literally does not matter because that nothing's going to change the quality of how you're speaking and the knowledge that you have in your brain it's not about like the aesthetics and all of that kind of stuff with podcasting so the biggest thing is just not getting locked down on those little things and just getting it out there. Um, and our, over time, like I changed my cover art not too long ago. I didn't do like a major like launch or anything like that. I just changed it because it yeah. felt good. Um, I had more money to do a photo shoot and all of that kind of stuff. So it was just the right timing. But that's kind of where I would start just so that you know it's not just all in your head and you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Why am I even starting the podcast in the first place? The next step would be to look at some equipment. So whether you're going to record in a studio or just buy a microphone, I bought a microphone for $200 to $300. Um, and it's been absolutely amazing, super simple to use. And it's it's no hassle whatsoever. Um, for my clients, I we work remotely. So I don't have a studio set up or anything like that, which keeps overhead costs low, which is nice. Um, so my clients just buy a microphone. Um, and even that, if you don't have money right now to buy a microphone, use your headphones. Like there's so many ways around it. Um, the next step is to look at the, um, software. So you need something to record onto, onto your laptop. So like GarageBand is free on Macs. Um, yeah. I use Audacity, which is just a free download um, and signing up to a hosting platform. So that's where you're going to connect your show to Spotify, Apple, to all of the other um, listening platforms. Um, so what that allows you to do is once you've edited your episode through GarageBand Audacity, um, you can upload it onto your hosting platform and you can write your description of the episode. You can title it. Um, you can allocate it to a season if you do it in seasons. Mm-hmm. And then basically what happens is you just like schedule it and it sends it out because you've already validated it with Spotify and Apple. It sends it out to those ones. And on the Friday or the Thursday, whenever you upload, it'll just go up automatically. So those are the most important things and probably the main things that you need to think about when you're first starting a show. Um, Obviously, there's little things like if you're going to do your marketing and stuff like that, Canva is great. Like, you can get it for free. Um, there's also a paid version, which just gives you a little bit more flexibility, but just little things like that, that can help you just create a routine because that's yeah. the most important thing. It's very, um, it's, it's very easy once you get the hang of it. Um, so you just need those processes in place so that you know each week exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. And how do you, um, and even with your clients, with the podcast management, how do you go about coming up with new exercise, not exercise, new <laughs> episode topics each week? Because as we've said, I think 
consistency is such an important part. I don't know if you would agree, but I would say that that's mm. probably one of the most important aspects of a successful podcast is yeah. building that trust, not only within like the episodes, but building the trust in terms of consistency, like your audience knows, okay, it's Friday morning. This is when this podcast is, you know, released. Yeah. In order to be consistent, you obviously need to have episode topics to record how do you mm-hmm. go about staying creative and you know coming up with those different ideas each week absolutely well firstly I just want to say that I absolutely agree I know you're going to ask me about what makes a successful podcast yeah. and literally the only word I had down was consistency yeah. that to me is the most important thing with podcasting because you're building a relationship with your audience. And if you're being super vulnerable and opening up to them and sharing, you know, parts of business, parts of your life, parts of your health that you wouldn't usually share with someone, they are going to start developing a friendship with you basically. And so if you are uploading really consistently every Friday and then all of a sudden they don't get an episode, they're going to drop off because that trust kind of just fails we're very we're so much creatures of habits yeah um and we get used to listening to the same people the same voices the same opinions all of the things um so if your audience stops hearing from you and then you pick it back up again later a couple of months down the track with no warning they they won't know what to do because it's like um I I don't want to listen to this next season because I don't know when she's going to finish it or I don't know Mm -hmm. if she's just going to like stop producing episodes. So I'm not going to like put that time and energy into it. So consistency absolutely is key. Um, I forget the other part of that question. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. The other part was just how do you go about coming up with new episode topics in order to be consistent? Yes, totally. So the main thing I'll start with my podcast and then how I kind of approach it from more of a businessy podcast. Yeah. My my podcast like I said it absolutely is how I kind of coach and my opinions on certain things and all of that kind of stuff. But the main theme is that it comes back to what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. So if I'm having a really bad mental health week, then I'll do a bit of a chat about my mental health and then I'll give you three tips that I'm using to improve your mental health that week. Mm-hmm. So that is how I stay most consistent because I don't like sitting and writing um, topics in advance because I don't know if I'm going to be super inspired to talk on that for an hour that day. I kind of take it week by week. But on the kind of other side of that, there are some people that need that structure and need to know if I start a podcast, I need to know exactly what I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say it, it does come with time and it comes with trust in yourself that you you know what you're talking about and you can speak on the fly. Yeah. Um, but with businesses and people that are more strapped for time and kind of want to just know, okay, I'm Wednesday, I'm recording this. I just tell them to write out 10 topics that they can think of that they are constantly talking to their clients about. They're constantly talking to their friends about um, things like that. And then we break it down into subcategories because it's like any conversation with a friend, you'll start talking about one thing and then you're like, oh my God, this is a huge part of it. And then you end up wasting like an hour talking about something that you didn't even start talking about in the first place. Mm-hmm. So we, when we kind of overthink it and we're sitting there and we're like, we need to structure all of this out, you forget how much you actually do know and how many sides of the conversation you can have. Yeah. Um So I do encourage as my clients get more confident with recording um, to kind of take it more as it comes because you'll be surprised, um, particularly as a business owner, as a coach, doing all of those things, you're constantly interacting with people and giving them new little bits of information. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so often that common themes come up. So it might be winter and all of your clients are struggling to get out of bed. And it's like, okay, I can do an episode on this. Like little things that you don't think, oh, you know, like 
for Tara, for you, it might be like, oh, I can talk about, you know, the, um, the exercise physiology behind this, or I can talk about this, but you forget all of the little kind of mundane things that we just do because yeah. we do it and we tell our clients about it day to day, but you think you don't think to share those kinds of things. So I do kind of encourage that, um, just fluency with how you think of ideas. Cause I think it, it does, it, it just kind of creates more of a, um, deeper level connection when your audience knows that you're actually going through what they're going through. Um, yeah. And you're going through it in real time instead of like, you know, this is a topic that I thought about like a year ago, but it's not really that relatable to me right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think too, like you can almost, you can do both in the sense that you can have that sort of like more feminine energy of fluency and, and sort of talking about things that you're passionate about and stuff like that. But if you also feel like you require some degree of structure, you can just write things down as they come up, like as you're having conversations with clients or friends, or if something that you see on social media inspires you, maybe you've just got a section on your notes that is sort of topic ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, That way it's still, you know, something that's just sort of coming up over time and like it can be spontaneous to an extent, but then, you know, if you're the type of person that has a thought and you're like, oh, that's such a good idea. And then like work gets in the way. And then two days later, you're like, oh my God, what was that again? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Having that sort of written down to provide some degree of structure. And then it also too allows you to create a bank of ideas um, so that then, like I know with you, for example, there have been times when you've been away and like mm-hmm. you've gone to Europe and you still have episodes that go up every week. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there are going to be weeks or days where you need to sort of batch create certain content or weeks that you're just feeling, you know, super uninspired. And so instead of being like, oh, I'm just not inspired, I guess I just like won't do an episode. I can't come up with any ideas. Then mm-hmm. having this sort of small bank of episode topics that, you know, you can sort of fall back on. But then on weeks where you're like, oh, my God, I've just woken up with the best idea then you can just go straight into recording. So it allows you to just sort of have a fallback option as well. Absolutely. I always have like a running note on my desktop to just anytime I get a thought because being a creator, it's like you get the thoughts at the most annoying times. You're like at the gym or (laughs) you're on a walk and you're just like, I can't talk about this right now. So I'll write them down. The other thing that I wanted to add to that is that I kind of, in my mind, I have a bit of a structure with if I'm feeling not inspired whatsoever, I have a certain structure for an episode that week. So usually if I'm not feeling super motivated and super just open and flowy to just be able to speak on a topic, what I'll do is do a more of a like a tip-based episode or like a step-by-step kind of episode where you can write out like, um, so I've done an episode on like, you know, five things to be a little bit healthier, something mm-hmm. like that. And you can just write out your five tips. And as you start to do it, the motivation and the inspiration kicks in as you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and it just gives you more of a fallback point. Um, the other thing that I also keep in my, like up my sleeve all the time is reaching out to new guests and stuff like that, because you're kind of taking the conversation away from you and having to think with your brain to being able to bounce off someone else, um, and talk about their story and pick their brain for stuff like that. And, um, I, I don't kind of center my show around being a completely guest interview podcast. Yeah. Um, but it definitely does help when you're feeling super like burnt out and just like, I can't give any more this week. You can jump on and talk to a guest. And honestly, it reignites my spark every single time for why I am podcasting. Cause they bring another level to your show. Um, even when you are feeling flat and you've got nothing to share. So it's, it's, it's good to just have those couple of things in your back pocket. Yeah, a hundred percent. And obviously like the AWPT podcast is a little bit more, I suppose, interview driven Mm. and yes, you know, driven, um, which, you know, from my perspective is great because, you know, we get to have all of these amazing conversations, but I think it also comes down to, I suppose the, 
original goal or vision of the podcast and sort of who your audience is and like what they're wanting to get out of the podcast that you're giving them or the show that you're giving them. And, you know, if the goal is creating that, you know, deeper level relationship and building on that personal brand and everything like that, then yes, you're probably going to have a lot more sort of solo episodes and people want to hear what you have to say. And I know even from a user experience, if I'm listening to a podcast because I like the individual that's hosting it, mm-hmm. they're my favorite episodes are the solo ones. And then when they have a guest on, I'm like, okay, like this is cool. I suppose to see a different topic or a different side of them, but it's definitely the, the solo episodes that people are there for in the first mm-hmm. place. But then, you know, something like the AWPT podcast where people are using it as more of, I suppose, an educational hub of you know different topic ideas and ways that they can build their business bringing in different guests and tapping into their knowledge and their background and their experience is potentially going to be more relevant I suppose absolutely Um, so yeah it's like falling back on yeah I suppose what is going to work for your show your audience all of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and also with the guest thing um I think it in terms of growing a podcast can also be really helpful to have guests on because then you're able to tap into their audience in the Mm -hmm. same way that, you know, people do influencer marketing and people do different collaborations with, you know, other coaches and stuff like that can be a really great marketing tool to do, you know, several guest episodes, even if, you know, the majority of your content is solo. um, It just allows you to um, yeah, tap into other people's audience. And then also, as you said, like riff on ideas with them as Mm, well. Totally. Yep. I absolutely love the guest episodes for that because you are kind of creating more connections. The other thing that I wanted to add was that when, um, you're kind of thinking about what kind of show you want to create, I think it's a really good point that you've made with say the AWPT podcast, it is a, it's a platform of education. So your listeners come to hear lots of different perspectives and learn from different people and find new connections and um, kind of, you know, hear from different coaches and mentors and all of the things. Um, so that's absolutely perfect for what AWPT aspires to do as yes. a collective, as a business. Um, and if you're kind of more of a solo coach, which I am, the the main thing for me is putting myself in the perspective of being an expert, mm-hmm. right? So if you're constantly asking guests on the show, you're putting yourself in the learner seat, which is absolutely required to grow a business. So, so, so important. But to your audience, you also want to come across as an expert also, yeah. right? So I think those solo episodes are are important because you're communicating what you know. And, and absolutely every single person listening to this conversation has something to share and has a voice that they can use. Um, yeah. You don't need to just have guests on because you don't feel like you've got enough to say. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of, yeah, like if you're building a coaching business, people want to hear from you and they want to yeah. get to know you before they buy into your business. So um it's so important to share those things, but it depends what kind of business you're running. If you are more of a business where it's kind of just bringing in um, guests so that people can learn from other people and like spread your message even further, then absolutely go fully guess. Like it just depends. So I think that's important. A hundred percent. And let's sort of switch gears slightly. Um, Mm. We've talked about how, you know, podcasts have the capacity to create deeper connections with your audience, but then also create connections with guests and and whatnot by having conversations on the show. What are some of the opportunities that have arisen for you since starting your podcast? Mm, So many. Um, The first thing that I would say is very shortly after I started my podcast, I, um, I started hearing from so many amazing women. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the connections that I made were so much deeper straight away because it's like being an open book to someone. 
um, instantly. And I found that my inner circle grew um, to the point of just being like incredible women surrounded, like which was next level. And as a caveat to that, I met one of my most close friends now, Tara, another Tara. Mm -hmm. um, And she owns um, an events company called Self Events Co. And very shortly after I started the podcast, I met her and I was very new to it and I didn't like talking about it because I was like, this is so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but she went home and she found my Instagram and she listened to all my podcast episodes and she was like, I want you to come and speak at one of my events. So that was an amazing opportunity. And it was very, it was very much like, okay, you're doing the right thing. You've done this mm-hmm. for a reason. You're on the right track. Um And a year later, she asked me to host one of her events. So to um, host a panel, which was absolutely amazing. Um, And what else? We've since then created like an in-person community where we meet up every Friday and we go for like a mental health walk. um, And we just invite anyone that's local or in town on the Sunshine Coast that day to come down um, and we all meet, we go for a walk and then we do some like co-working together because a lot of um, my friends and the connections that I've made have been women doing absolutely incredible things, but we all sit at home in our yep. desk, <laughs> in our pajamas um, and don't have anyone to talk to. So we like doing that. Um, we do that every single Friday. Um, what else? I've started the podcast management um, business, which is absolutely amazing. But the main thing was that because I was, because I started the podcast, I started meeting so many amazing women Mm. that were doing incredible things. And I was like, you need a place to share this kind of stuff. So, um, on top of inviting them on the show as guests, um, I was like, you have an amazing business that you could also be doing this for and extending your kind of, um, capabilities in terms of how you grow your business. Um, and a lot of those women are too busy to handle all of the back end and to figure out how to start a show and to do all of that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to take some of that pressure off just so that they could share their message. So that's why I started the podcast management. Um, and the, I mean, the last kind of amazing thing that I've done is the, um, being able to online health coach. So holistic yeah. health coach and mindset coach women just to find their version of healthy. So it's like the opportunities have been endless and I'm so incredibly grateful. And like, I couldn't have imagined that it would have turned into this when I started it. I know it's been, yeah. Even as I said, just watching your journey with the podcast and watching all of those things unfold as well from like an audience perspective, like mm-hmm. watching you do the first events, the first event with Self Events Co. And then, you know, hosting it. And then I've obviously watched you, you know, start the podcast management business and stuff like that. And as you said, I can only imagine too, um, which I think is one of the reasons people think about doing a podcast in the first place from a business perspective is having it as an extra platform to connect with audiences so yeah. that then you can get a return on investment in terms of them coming in as a client. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, yeah, amazing when that actually comes to fruition that you do get totally. clients coming in. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest, I suppose, barriers preventing people from creating a podcast given all of these amazing things that can come out of it? Mm-hmm. I think the first barrier is where to start mm-hmm. because like I said before, the you know downloading Instagram and starting like an Instagram business page is so easy. Um, but podcasting, there's a few more steps. And I think that is one of the major barriers. Um, and so that's what a lot of my, um, that's what a lot of my work has been doing is setting up other people's podcasting, um, platforms. Um, I, I offer a coaching package as well for women that are local to my area. So Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Brisbane, where then I teach them how to manage their podcasts and do all of that kind of stuff as well. Um, so that we get it all set up. It's ready to go. They know exactly how to do it and can get into it. And that's, I see such great results from that just because it's that 
knowledge piece just gets put in and you're just like, okay, I can do it. It just builds that confidence up. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you're not local to me, I mean, you can always reach out. We can always help set up your podcast. Um, but just ask someone. And if someone, if you know someone that's done it before, just ask and start kind of putting the the plans into motion, reach out to a coach, reach out to someone that's got that podcast and ask them their first steps. And that like, it, it goes a long way and it's time that you don't want to be wasting because it's time is money. People like (laughs) in business, the longer you can be creating connection is like the more you'll end up getting paid out for it in the long term. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just important. So I think that's probably one of the most, um, the, the largest barrier, but I also think the self-trust of just going, do I trust myself? One, I mean, I feel like we all have commitment issues in terms of um, being content creators when you're a business owner, because you don't start a business to do the content creation. Mm -hmm. Um, So one, trusting yourself that you will be consistent and that you do know what to say, but also trusting yourself that people will want to hear what you have to say. So trusting that you've got opinions that are absolutely valuable and need to be heard. So just getting over those two things, I think really can set you up for like long-term success. Yeah, no, I think those are all amazing tips. And my next question was just going to be, I suppose, like what are three tips that you would give to someone wanting to start their own podcast, but you kind of just did that. Mm. Then definitely gave um, two and we've gone through so many throughout the episode but I think yeah it's it's reaffirming to yourself why you're doing it in the first place and I suppose if one of those first steps for starting the podcast was writing all of that down it allows Mm -hmm. you to then come back to it in the same way you know with any business goal um or or a fitness goal because you know most of the listeners of AWPT are all coaches Mm -hmm. um in the same way that you get your clients to discover their why and you know you have your own it's the same thing when it comes to podcast management is reminding yourself why you're doing it in the first place. And also knowing too, that the podcast is sort of an extension of the conversations that you're having with your clients in the first place. And so, you know, that you make a difference with your clients one-on-one, you know, which is why you enjoy doing it. And which is why, you know, you have the success that you do in in the coaching business. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that this is just an extension of that and allows you to you know, connect with more people and expand those conversations to a greater audience. If you know that it's helping one person, it's most likely going to be helping other people as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, yeah, that's such a great reminder um, when it comes to pushing through that barrier of Mm. self-trust and knowing that people want to hear what you have to say. Totally. I think just as with anything, when you first start a business, it all comes back to the why behind it. Mm-hmm. And if your why for, you know, one-on-one coaching um, people was to, you know, create impact, to allow them to live a healthier or a more happy life, whatever it is, whatever your why is, you can do that, but on a larger scale with mm-hmm. podcasting. Because like you said, you're you're connecting with multiple people instead of just your one-on-one client. Um And I think it's also important to remember that no matter what you say on your podcast, the, you're never going to run out of things to say. So don't let that be the thing that like is stopping you just lean back into your why and go, okay, someone needs to hear this. And, and yeah, it'll all be okay. Like you, you'll slowly build that trust in yourself to keep going. And I think you touched on it earlier as well, in terms of just allowing yourself the grace to like learn and grow and expand as, you know, as a host of your own podcast is it doesn't have to be perfect right from the get go. You can, you know, change things over time. And also I think the confidence level grows over time as well, as you said, in terms of, you know, at this beginning, you might need to write down topics and, and scripts and, you know, all Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff if you feel nervous about it and that's totally fine. But as you build confidence within yourself and your own, um, I suppose, hosting capabilities, 
you're going to get to a point where you can just like hit record and then just start riffing, even though you had no idea what it was going to be when you started. Um, Yeah. Like you don't have to have everything figured out. And I think a lot of people, one of those, I suppose, like limiting beliefs around podcasting is, you know, I remember, I think it's like Georgie Stevenson's podcast, like the mm-hmm. Rise and Conquer podcast. I don't know if other people have listened to it. Um, but she talked about she had an initial limiting belief around starting a podcast because she had like a speech impediment or, mm-hmm. you know, I know lots of people have issues with public speaking and just like speaking nonstop for half an hour to an hour can yeah. be really tough. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, starting off with a script or with some of those sort of guest episodes where you can kind of balance that conversation with mm-hmm. someone else, but it does get easier. And I think Absolutely. as coaches, we are used to talking, like we talk mm-hmm. with our clients, we know how to have a conversation, you know, whether you've done masterclasses on different topics or workshops where you are sort of speaking for a while, you know that you know how to communicate things Mm -hmm. because you do it in day-to-day life so it's just about having the confidence to have a microphone in front of you while you're doing it and to do it each week because skills improve through practice absolutely I'm the biggest fan of messy action like just start because if I hadn't of started and I had to just put it off until I had like the perfect cover art and I had um, money to do a photo shoot and all of that kind of stuff. I wouldn't have started for a long time Mm -hmm. because it wasn't, it wasn't that, that was the problem. It was the confidence in myself to just put it out there. And so by just doing it um, and letting it be messy and letting it just kind of make its own way, it, it built up my confidence for me because I was like committed then. Once it's out, you're like, okay, I've told these people that I'm going to do it every single yeah. Friday. Now I have to. Um, so the biggest fan of messy action, just start. And like you were saying, Tara, the all of the scripting and all of that kind of stuff, like I had so many dot points for my first few episodes um, and sentences that I wanted to say to like hit the right points and all of this stuff. Um, and now I think about like the overall vibe of an episode and I just start. And sometimes, mm-hmm. like I said, I'll do like dot points so that I can like come back to it because I'm not feeling super inspired that day. Um, but it just kind of takes shape as you go. And the the best thing about it is like you said, it's not like Instagram stories where you can see each individual listener. You're literally sitting in your office, in your pajamas, doing whatever you're recording it. And like, I get the weekly emails of like how many people listened last week and stuff like that. But when they come through, I'm like, oh, okay. Because you don't feel like you're speaking to a whole room of people or a whole stadium, like however big your show is, you don't, think about it at the time. Cause it's just you. I stare at a white wall when I record yeah. um, and I'm chatting away with my hands yeah. going and you know, it's yeah, it's, it's good. And you just have to start it because you realize that it's not as scary as you think it is like anything, especially when you are in business. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And you have a whole podcast episode on messy action, which I mm. loved. So I will also link that in the show notes, but I think that's a perfect place to wrap up this, this episode. There's been so many golden nuggets from the actual nitty gritty of what you physically need to start a podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the different hosting platforms, all of that kind of stuff. And if, um, you still have questions or if, you know, you've decided you want to make a podcast, but that first step of who do I talk to, um, to, you know, get started comes up, then you've got Georgia. (laughs) So where can they find you if that is something that they're wanting to do? Absolutely. So my Instagram is at by Georgia Marie. Um, and I'll give all this to Tara as well, but that's kind of where you can start to find everything that I've got available. Um, in the link in my bio, I've got a website where you can inquire about podcast management. Um, and there's lots of different options. Like I was saying, um, before, if you just want set up and to learn how to start your show and continue managing it yourself, then we can do that. Otherwise, if you are one of those really busy people and don't have time to worry about the back end and the socials and all of that kind of stuff, we've also got options for that too. So just head to that, um, 
the link and you can inquire and let me know kind of who you are and what you're doing. Um, and yeah, there's also info on the health and um, mindset con- consults there as well. So if any of that interests you, absolutely reach out through there. Um, and otherwise you can listen to my podcast, Grow Till You Glow on Spotify or Apple. Um, and that's linked on my Instagram as well. So start there. Incredible. Yes. So many different facets of your business. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the Grow To You Glow podcast is incredible. Can definitely vouch for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, I will have all of those linked in the show notes anyway, Um, whether that's the Instagram and you want to go there first and then go into the link in bio, but I'll have the links from the link in bio also in the show notes. People can just go directly there. Um, But otherwise, team, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the AWPT podcast. I hope this inspired you to start your own conversations with your clients and with your audience through your own podcast, because it is such an incredible platform and tool for making those connections and also growing your business. Um, And, you know, opening up a new opportunity for growth and just new opportunities in general for yourself and your business. So we will chat to you all next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.